Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's the new and making noise podcast with Incognito, DJ Mrs. NA Plus. In a world where everybody's talking about Beyonce tickets. Mm-hmm. We here. You were fine. Incognito. <laughs> and DJ Mrs. It's the new and making noise podcast. <laughs> How was your week, DJ Mrs.? It was great. It was a blessing. Yeah, that's the word for this one now. Uh-huh. How was your week? Oh man, it was a big Blessing, you know, I came to realize that in life, you know, you have blessings and lessons, mm-hmm. and uh, not to sound like a pastor, but you have reasons and seasons. Come on now, you know, and uh, with it being, you know, about the first quarter of 2023, I must say that this year has definitely been a eye opener, and sure. uh, I've really been engulfed mm. into receiving for sure. But I had to release to receive now. Come on, you know, so I ain't gonna pass I had the plate. To yeah, but what you that got? energy in 2022 now, <laughs> yeah. Because 2022 was a year, okay? I'm telling you, boy, that was a woo. That was a plus two for real. Definitely. And I could for sure say this year, is it, it feels good. Yes. It definitely feels like it's it's the season. It's mine. That's right. I want to keep that momentum going. See, um, I don't know about our listeners, but I know for us, we've we've stuck together and we realized that we have officially turned motion into momentum. Exactly. You know? What's up, Jay Nix in here. Shout out to Jay Nix. Shout out Jay Nix in the building. Our new and making noise podcast. Oh, doing one right now? On the Urban yeah. One podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is one of them blessing ones too. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the thing is, uh, one thing I salute you on, Miss, is that we have a professional and a personal relationship. And earlier this year, I want to say when the new year came in, you was like, Ink, let's go to church. Yeah. I was like, Mrs., I ain't been to church in a minute. And I grew up in the church. I grew up, I'm talking about every first Sunday, mm-hmm. Bible study. Come on, it's uh, like that. Children, church, revival, mm-hmm. vacation, Bible school. I'm going to tell you now, I was a junior deacon in the church. <laughs> and sung in the choir. I'm that know, much in the right. church. I grew up in the church. I know that's right. Y'all had assigned seats, even though they wasn't assigned seats. Well, when me being a junior deacon, I, I we was on the front. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We was on the front, and then in the choir, we had a sign seat. Cause with my little baby voice at the time, they still had me playing tenor. <laughs> so yeah, I was yeah, it was pretty much a sign seat. So what about you? Yeah, church every every Sunday, me, my mom, my dad would sit in the same exact seat. Yeah, uh, we'll probably be about four or five rows back yeah. from the pulpit. Yeah. Everybody sat in the same why is, seat. Why is it's just like, like that? I don't know. We never moved from that area. Ever. And to this day, when Yo. I go home and go to church with my mom, we same sitting seat. in that same spot. Ditto. My mama Somebody like sitting in your seat on that Sunday. Oh, you must be new here. <laughs> That's the first thing my mama say. Oh, you must be new here, baby. These are our seats. Scoot on down. That's real. That's, That's real. real. But uh, let's talk about like bridging the gap with gospel music and hip hop. Okay. How that's been. Kinda becoming a thing for real. I done been on social media and heard some like some some trap beats, but they talking that Christian word. Yeah. And, and I think that's pretty dope for real to try to get the younger generation and the generation that just don't be wanting to listen to regular gospel music. Right. It uh, makes them want to hear a word in a special way. Right, for sure. Uh I can recall in the past 
uh, when Kurt Franklin first came out mm -hmm. and he did the stomp. Uh, gospel has gone too far. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> and I was trying to go from listening to stuff like uh, Outkast to Kurt Franklin. I remember my mama yelling from the other room like, hey, now you ain't finna be playing both of them. You gonna pick which one you on today? <laughs> For real? And I'm like, Man, my, this like a, you know, like that's kind of like when you saying uh, when a gospel song come on and you like this my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, miss, that's this exactly. This my shit. You like, oh, excuse me, Lord. Right? <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. So you're right about bridging the gap. Was it you that sent me that uh, meme on TikTok where it had the spirit dancer and they was dancing? Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> they were dancing. What was one of the remixes? Which one was yes, it? Yes. Uh, um, I think it was a melodies from heaven over like some uh, some no limit or something yeah. like that <laughs> and it was like y'all gonna alright now y'all gonna stop playing with the Lord now like that for real but I think it's pretty dope and the person that we had that we spoke to um, Pastor Mike Jr I feel like he's one of those people that's definitely yes. bridging the gap yes. to try to get the younger generation involved cause he's a young hip Yo. pastor on social media Yo. going on tours dropping Yo. music Yo. dropping hits hip hop Yo. hip hop gospel Yo. shoot Snoop Dogg dropped the Gospel and it was fire too. And it was fire. Yeah, we talked Kanye. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like if you are a lover of music, you somehow started off in the church. Agree, agree. And Pastor Mike Jr. has gone viral several times. Uh, this is my first time meeting him, and you know, meeting him in person. I realized I'm like, all right, this is the same guy that we see on social media. Mm -hmm. I can understand his stance and what he's trying to do. And him coming from Birmingham, Alabama, I can only imagine that it was a tough journey. Yeah, you know, trying to be uh, what they call it secular mm -hmm. in this Christian world. He even brought that up. He said one of his first sermons, he put the big suit on yep. with the glasses with no prescription. And he started his church at 25 years old. For sure. Now I'm 28. Uh-huh. And I'm still kicking it, you know? Like, you got a temptation is a mug when you in your 20s Come now. On, man. But so for him to have that that mindset to be like, no, nah, I'm going to open my church. I'm going to do what I need to do. But yeah. he had to find himself. He said he just, what, found himself like five years ago, maybe? He did say that because he said when he first came, he really mm -hmm. went praying like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that he's still cussing every now and then, which I don't feel like nothing is wrong with that. Me either. I don't feel like nothing wrong with that. I feel like he gets get a, get some steam off for sure because i mean we got any pastors listening to this now kudos to y'all man live your life do your thing just don't be out there like with me yeah and when you get in that pulpit I, I love when i go visit a church and those pastors get up there and they pray and they say hey remove me and use me yeah that's human because bruh i know what's going on with a lot we of y'all going on and i ain't judging you folks not at all you human we all human at the end of the day straight up you know, so uh, I can give him kudos to that. And, and like you said, being young in, in the 20s and having to take that stance, I, that's why the Lord ain't put that on me. You I know, be for out. real. I if we're going to be anything, we're going to be for real. Yeah, I want to. I, I feel like God does choose. He mm. chooses those people. Mm. Like, you know what? I want you to spread the word. Mm. I want to see if you can fight some tension. Yeah. Yeah, Mrs. Ain't Fighting No Temptation right I now. I leave that to the Beyonce movie made in 2004 <laughs> with Cuba Gooden Jr. And Kyle still fighting temptation, fighting to, temptation. The, to this day. Okay. Shooting. If you're from Cleveland, Ohio, you know with Temptation up there, too. <laughs> Shout out to Temptation to us, Tink. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. You was a fool, man. Hey, speaking of Cleveland, though, he also has a spiritual connection to Cleveland, Ohio. He sure does, and I can't wait for everybody to hear about it because Cleveland, we it 
could come off as a, a very dark place um, with a lot of the crime and everything that goes on. But Cleveland really breeds a lot of real people. Yes, greatness. Greatness, real people, people mm-hmm. that have spread the word of God, people that have helped communities yes. and helped people. Yes. Um, so hearing that... How small the world is just then was crazy. So he definitely has a real connection with the city of Cleveland. I can't wait for y'all to hear about it. Hey, man, we ain't going to hold y'all up, man. If y'all can just bow your heads, take a deep breath. And if you ain't had communion, it's going to be just like it. Period. We got Pastor Mike Jr. Woo woo. New and Making Noise podcast. New and Making Noise, are you with me? That's <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Mike Jr. in the studio. Yo, I'm in the building. What's up, A.K.A. AKA Pastor Hemothy. Hemothy. Hemi Jakes. Come on with it. Hemi Neutron came to be posted on the corner. Man, what? Where you water at, miss? We got some water in here now, boy. Love. Holy water. Look. Hey, this is the real shop we are. I need that. Come on with it. Pastor Mike Jr., how you feeling? I'm excited, man. I'm with some of the best people in the world. I'm with Incognito. I, I'm, I'm in my I'm in my element, man. I'm feeling real, real, real swaggy, man. Yeah. I, just, I just feel like I got the juice right you now do. with y'all, man. You do. See, there's a difference between the juice and Kool-Aid now. Come on mm-hmm. now. A lot Come of people will be thinking they got the juice, but it's actually Kool-Aid. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, man, Kool-Aid got too much sugar in it. Come juice on, is all thin. What I got is all natural. Somebody ought to shout, I got oh, the juice. Oh, I got I'm finna pop the top of my water early. <laughs> Pastor Mike Jr. bringing it in here, missy. Come on, so Pastor Mike Jr., for the people who might not know who you are, explain. What's up, everybody? I'm Pastor Mike Jr. from Birmingham, Alabama. Pastor of a church called Rock City Church. A gospel music artist, man, who's just in love with God, man. And I'm excited to be here, you know. God's doing something special in my life, and I'm glad I'm connecting with good people who are opening these doors so the world can experience all that God's doing. That's dope. So before we get into the music, how did you know that this was the lane that you wanted to be in, that you wanted to spread the word of God, that you wanted to get into music? Uh, it's all I've ever wanted to do, man. I mean that, man. I was that cat. Number one, I was a class clown in, in high school. Mm-hmm. I was the guy who was just walking down the hall. I'm a no-limit soldier. <laughs> I thought I told you. I just like making people laugh and just bringing people joy. And for me, man, it's just the only thing I've ever felt called to do. Mm. You know, so, man, when I started the church at 25, um, that was the only time in my life I ever felt like I came alive, man. It was, I put 1,200 seats out because I felt like it was going to be big. No pun intended, my song called Big. I thought it was going to be big. (laughs) Only 10 people showed up. You know, so for me, man, my motto is whether it's one or 1,000, you do what you do. You know, so now seeing so many people blessed by it, it's just proof that if you just stay consistent, and y'all know this, God will bless you, bro. Come on. He'll bless you, yep. What was your first sermon? My first sermon was what the blind man saw. Mm-hmm. I never forget it. It was what the blind man saw because the Bible says he opened his eyes and he says, I see men, but they look like trees. And the mm-hmm. first thing that brought to my attention was if you're blind, how do you know what trees look like? Mm-hmm. And I sp- think it speaks to some of your listeners right there. Two types of people, people who have never seen it and people who had it and lost it. Mm-hmm. And wow. for me, man, I just want to live my life helping people who may have never seen peace, never seen a pastor cool, never seen a person like yourself blow up and then remain incognito Mm because so many people get it and flip Uh, but then there's a certain amount of people who had it and lost it but I came to tell you about to get it back you should have rung the bell I'll I'll wait till you finish I'm coming I'm coming bro I didn't want to overshadow what you were saying from a congregation of 10 to such a huge congregation and preaching to all these people. What is that feeling like for you waking up every Sunday knowing that you get to get the word out to these people? Man, it's exciting, but for me, man, I'm still the same dude. You know, for Mm -hmm. me, um... 
it's crazy because I have anxiety and I don't like crowds, yet God keep putting me in front of big crowds. Mm. Uh, and I think sometimes, man, it's it just, it's a humbling experience. I had the opportunity uh, this morning, I was going through my inbox. So one of the ways I stay humble is I respond to every person I possibly can. So everybody's tagging the album. I'm literally grabbing my phone. Hey, I just want to say thank you. Hey, I want to say thank you. Yo, want to say thank you. One of the stories I saw was a lady dealing with cancer. Mm -hmm. And every morning at chemo, she listens to Amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, so I literally just pressed a little video button at the top and she answered. And I literally sat there with her for about three minutes. She was talking. She was going through her chemotherapy. So for me, man, I just always, always want to stay humble. Because wow. you know this, man. You done seen people come. You done seen people go. And I think, man, if we just stay humble, operating humility, God will do the rest, man. So, That's beautiful. And in the words of the prophet, genuine, I'm the same OG. <laughs> 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 A-L-A-B-A-M-A. Pastor Mike Jr. is here. Uh, congratulations on your latest project, Impossible. Yes. Yeah, let's go, Come man. on. It's, it's here. Like, I'm it's excited here. about that thing, man. Uh, it's currently the number two most downloaded project on iTunes Come in on. the world. Y'all help world, me, man. I, I'm trying to catch Shania Twain. She just got too much juice right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, it's a beautiful album. Uh, 15 tracks. I think it's one of the only albums you can listen to right now where you'll be dancing, uh, giving God glory, crying, and a little trap all at the same time. Yeah, so I'm excited about it, man. Go check it out. And I've been telling everybody because people don't understand the difference sometimes between streaming and downloading. Mm -hmm. You know, so it takes 1,500 streams to equal one download. So imagine this. You have to go to work 1,500 days to make one paycheck. Mm. So if you don't mind, man, go to iTunes, download the Project Supporters. Uh, We're going to keep putting it on for God, man, and doing big stuff. So you got to work with Tamala Man. Ooh. Which me, is, ooh. Come on, talk about it. Tell us about that experience. So, so How it, did y'all get together? What was going on? So, sis, let me tell you. I'm literally in the studio. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wrote this song called One Prayer Away. And I turned to my team. I said, man, we got to get somebody on this. And Adia simply said, you ought to get Tamla Man." And I looked at it. And this way you got to watch how you almost kill your own blessing. Mm. I was like, man, Tamla Man ain't finna do that. Come and then on. she literally said, well, at the Stella Awards, they said if you ever need them, call. I text David and said, hey, I got a song I would love for her to be on. He calls me. They jump on their tour bus, drive to Birmingham, Alabama. They were headed to Atlanta. Stopped in Birmingham, recorded the whole song, and literally bounced. And I was like, man, thank you so much. And we got a chance to do it with him. So Tamala, man, Cora, Cora. Oh Cora. You had I'm Cora the only on artist right album. now with Cora. <laughs> Everybody got Tamala. I got Cora. <laughs> <laughs> on the album, man. So it was a blessing seeing how they work. And again, for me, it's a blessing seeing how they're doing all this and they keep it in the family. Yeah. You know, so that was dope. We also got Kiera Sheard. Yes. I call it Queen K. We Come got Kiera Sheard, Kelly on the project, uh, James Fortune. We got Adia, Tavinci, uh, and so many others. And my favorite track has my mother on it. Oh, man, uh, that's a blessing. Hey, my mom. We almost lost her. She has sepsis, which is an infection in the blood. Wow. And uh, she always wanted to sing. And I told her, Mom, you make it out, we're going to do something. And lo and behold, she made it out. We did a song called Still Here. So as of right now, she swears she's the hottest gospel artist. On the I know that's yeah. right now. Right now, so, <laughs> Mama, I'm so proud of you. you did. <laughs> <laughs> what was the vibe like going into this project? What was your mind? At? What did you want to accomplish? And did you accomplish it? Hey, man, I was on a mission. I'm gonna be honest with you, man, because so many people have one good song and then they disappear off the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. So for me, man, I'm gonna say 2019. I'm on stage at Praise in the Park in Atlanta. 
Um, I'm parent. I'm scared because it's that I ain't never seen that many people outside of my church, and um, I'm singing big and I make a mistake live. I was like, I wanted to say something. I said, ah, ah, ah. I said, the devil already know I'm winning, and I left off stage that day. I was like, I think I got something. And since that day, we were writing, just trying to. I wanted people to walk away with an inspirational soundtrack to life. That's mm -hmm. what I wanted. If you believe in God for a job, you're going to say, I'm going to win. Once you get the job, everybody around me winning. Uh, if you need something big, God's going to do the impossible. Mm -hmm. So for me, I wanted a vibe. I broke the album down into four parts, just like the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Same story, four different points of views. I broke it down into a contemporary side where you got uno, dos, Trace, counting my blood. Boom, that's mm -hmm. my urban side. Then you got the contemporary worship side with Tamla. It's mm -hmm. one prayer way. Then you got a nostalgic side where I tapped into some uh, God dang James Brown, Come Morris on. Day type field. And at the end, it's just all the songs that I love. You got choir music. Uh, I dropped a couple bars on the Black Sheep Freestyle because, you know, man, I, I, I got bars. Oh, Yay. no, no cap. I got bars. You having the bars. I got bars. <laughs> Come on. So it's just a beautiful project. And I think if you listen to it, man, it's going to bless you. I think everybody, it's something for everybody, man. So I'm excited about it. That's dope. So let's go back to 2020. Let's go. So before we started uh, the interview, we were talking about the pandemic and how big of a blessing it was mm -hmm. for you because you had a number one hit single mm -hmm. coming out of that. And that was a difficult time for everybody. So yeah. explain to us about the pandemic and what it did for you. I want to paint the picture for everybody, man. Imagine waiting your whole life to do something. In 2009, I started my church. I clearly heard the Lord tell me personally, love your family, love your city, love your church. And in 10 years, the world will come looking for you. So from 2009 to 2019, I didn't do anything seriously music-wise because I heard the Lord tell me that. 2019, I meet a person who takes my song to radio. It goes number one. The day my song goes number one, a week later, the world closes. Mm. So I never got a chance to tour. I never got a chance to perform it for real. I never got a chance to celebrate. I'm in a pandemic and I'm mad. I'm literally like so many people saying, God, like what type of joke are you playing on me? And that's when I got a word that there's a difference between isolation and incubation. Mm -hmm. Isolation is when you put by yourself. Incubators is where they put babies when they need a little bit more development. Mm -hmm. And I look back on that pandemic right now, and I'm so grateful. I got a chance for Big to go number one. I got it went number one. Amazing went number one. Mm -hmm. Win all of these awards. And this is what you're going to bless. Mm -hmm. I never missed a football game with my son. Hello. I never missed any of my children's birthdays. God gave me everything I prayed for. He said, I'm just not going to give you the people to praise you because I want to make sure your heart right. Oh. So I got a chance to be a daddy. I got a chance to um, never miss a Sunday at church because we were pre-recording and do the very thing I always dreamed of. So, you know, for me, uh, that pandemic brought a lot of pain, but in certain areas, it also brought a lot of p blessings. And you know this, man, if a plant gets nothing but sunlight, it's going to die. Yeah. So I need the sunshine <coughs> and the rain in order to be who I am. So. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That pandemic was a blessing in so many ways. So 
I'm excited. That's dope. So how do you find a balance with being a dad, being a pastor, being a gospel artist? Where does your balance come? All right. So people always ask me, how do you balance it? For me, it's real simple. It's order versus orbit. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Orbit versus order. Most people say, get your life in order. One, two, three, four, five. Incognito, man. You know that, man. Between all you doing, sometimes three going to jump one. So for me, I practice orbit. The same way the sun revolves around that, the solar system revolves around the S-U-N, my life revolves around the S-O-N. For Mm. those who don't know, for me, that's the son of God. Mm. That's my relationship with Christ. So for me, there are times uh, like this weekend where dad got an album, where dad dad, I got football practice, I can miss a practice. Mm -hmm. So right now, the music is going to be a little closer than the kids. But then there are times when I had to tell, we had a huge concert coming up and everybody wanted me to be a part of it. But my, it was my son's first prom, first high school dance. There was no way I was not going to be in the den when he walked down the steps in his little tuxedo. Mm. So, it, so it revolved. So for me, it's an orbit. And I don't always get it right. You know, I, I had one of my boys tell me the other day, well, dad, you, you got to do so, 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 so. And I sat him down. I was like, hey, let me show you how dad does X, Y, Z. This is how we do it. And I have to do X, Y, Z. And so there are times when I miss. But what I try to do is when I miss it, I try to communicate it. Mm-hmm. Right, let's talk about how I miss it because again, if we're not careful, um, people will guilt you into stopping your purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, man, right now, I'm just excited because I get a chance to, uh, and, I, and you talk about Instagram, I get a chance to share my wins and losses with people who follow me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I get a chance to say, hey, here's where I won, but also, hey, my, my 15, my, my, well, Alexander now, 15, my 15 year old mad at me right now. You know, he was supposed to get his permit last week. And I ain't, I ain't do the math right. The math wasn't math. <laughs> I said, I literally looked at it and said, I'll take you to get it Friday. I ain't know I was dropping heat Friday. Hey, hey, you get that permit next week, baby. Right. You got yeah. all of them coming out right now. So it's just trying to find balance. Yeah. Hey, Pastor Mike Jr. is here spitting as always. Check him out on Sundays right now. Download, download, download. Impossible. When it came to this project, how did you land on the title Impossible? Man, it's crazy. So let me show you how God works. I knew the title of the album was going to be Impossible before we dropped big. So literally, man, when we were at church one Sunday, I started singing, you did the impossible, impossible. And I was like, I got to put that on my album. And I clearly heard a voice say, that song will be the proof that God did everything he told you. Mm-hmm. You know, so while we were traveling the world, doing big and doing I Got It, in our back pocket was impossible. And so when I put an album together, it's not just a collection of songs. It's what will our message be for the next 24 months. Mm-hmm. And for me, I want the world to know that God is still doing the impossible. He can take cash from Cleveland. Somebody, I'm from Birmingham. Like, mm-hmm. I'm situated and acculturated in between two mountains. I got Atlanta on one side, Nashville on the other side. And in Birmingham, I don't know how it was where you're from. The moment you want to be anything, they tell you, move. You're not going to do it from Birmingham. So I get a chance to do it from a city that's not known for music. We don't have a pro team. Mm. We we ain't got no celebrities. <laughs> I, it's me. It's, <laughs> hey, it's, it's me and Ruben. It's me and Ruben. American Idol. Hey, 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 it's me and Ruben. <laughs> but again, you know, I get a chance to do it, man. So I, I'm, I'm excited about it. And I want people to know that God's still doing the impossible. That God can take you from being on Zoom, from being on Zoom to being on StreamYard, mm-hmm. from being on StreamYard to just doing it, y'all doing it. Now you syndicated in every city. But, and then you're going to look up it again, and it's going to be a late-night show. Then from the late-night show, no, that's the movie. And, and I believe what God is saying in this season is, hey, who told you to stop dreaming? Mm. 
Mm. You can either face the facts or keep the faith. And I mm. choose to face my facts and keep the faith. He's doing the impossible, man. How oh, you love that. Do you play on the title of Impossible with I'm Possible? Yeah, man. Can I see it yeah. on the shirt yep, now? Yep, 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 yep. Okay. That, 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 that's sort of the, the hidden message, man. You yes. know, so, you know, because again, I'm going to say this, and somebody listening is going to catch this. Somebody just like me was sitting at home wrapped in fear of insecurity while everybody else was afraid of your potential. And so the first thing I had to realize was not only is God possible, but I'm possible. You know, and I don't know about you, man. I always didn't feel good enough. You know, I had a child out of wedlock and, you know, and, and when you grow up in church, that's a death sentence. Like, no, you had a child, you the past son and you had a child. And I can remember people telling me you would never be this and you would never be that. And I always knew, I said, no, I'm one number one. I'm always love my baby. I'm always honor my babies. I'm always be a great daddy. So for me, man, my whole story just has been this story of how God just kept doing the impossible in my life, you know, to take $5,000 out of my savings and go buy, go to a pawn shop and buy some speakers, mm -hmm. you know, pay up. They charged me $100 an hour for the place I would have church. Mm. I went in that room and said, okay, God, you're going to do something big. And now to see all that God is doing, you know, mm -hmm. um, to, to have a studio in my basement and be singing big and out of nowhere, look how crazy this is. The number one gospel radio promoter just happens to come to my church falls in love with a girl at the door, asks me for marriage counseling. They come to my house for marriage counseling. We go in the basement. I play big. He looks at me and says, if you trust me, your life will never be the same. I say, what you do? He said, you really don't know what I do? I said, no. He said, I help promote songs to radio. So every step of my life, I go to Chicago, and uh, I was invited to Chicago. Someone allows me to perform in the middle of their set. They literally says, hey, they gave me 15 minutes. You get five of them and sing. In those five minutes, the executive producer for the Stellas was in the crowd and said, I'm putting you on the Stella. So my whole story Ooh. is just this story of how certain people say luck. I just call it favor, man. Yeah. God's mm -hmm. grace, and man. Favor so, ain't fair. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> but I thank God I got it. Yeah. <laughs> From Birmingham, making history amazing. like that. Yeah, so I'm excited, man. That's amazing. So what else can we expect from you in 2023 that you could tell us about? Man, I expect to take long walks on the beach, man. Lasagna. Yes. No, man, but um, we're just going to keep uh, paving the pavement. It's a grassroots effort right now, man. Mm -hmm. um, literally, I'm moving CDs out the trunk, just mm -hmm. going from city to city. If God willing, man, my, one of my dreams is to do a 10 to 12 city free concert tour. Mm -hmm. You know, I would love to just go to big cities and, and cities all over the world. Uh, uh, I, I'm from Birmingham, so I would love to go places like a Shreveport or somewhere like like a Columbus, mm -hmm. you know, because so many people are going to come to Atlanta. Like right, Columbus, Georgia? Yeah. My hometown? Let's go. Let's yeah, what you talking about? Incognito. <laughs> hey, can't you imagine that a night where we just go and we just shut the city down and we just love on people, man. I think right now people need hope because mm -hmm. I think we're suffering from three things. Injuries, Im injuries, images, and idols. Yeah. So images, we're, we're stuck on social media looking mm -hmm. at people fake win. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're looking at people take fake trips and people post stuff that ain't even theirs, rented jewelry and all this stuff. Idols, we sitting up here looking at all the people we love and now we depressed about our life because I want to do it like them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I wish I was at the Grammys. I wish I was in a Bentley. I wish I had a million dollars. And then the third one is injuries. We never heal from the stuff we go through. And I always tell people when we're dealing with healing, there are two types of people, people who are hurt and people who are hunted. Mm -hmm. And the people who are hurt often get stuck and the people who are hunted never stop running. Mm -hmm. And so what we got to realize sometimes is, man, when it comes to injuries, images and idols, 
get off social media looking at what other people are doing, you know, and celebrate the good things that you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. I told somebody the other day, my goal is to go number one with this album, right? Mm -hmm. For the last 73 weeks, Kanye West has had the number one gospel album in the world called Dunder. Mm -hmm. Think about that. For the last 73 weeks, that's almost a year and a half. Yeah. If this was hip-hop, the game or somebody would have went on Breakfast Club and said, hey, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to have the number one. So for me, I'm in the only profession where I got to be ashamed to say I want to be the best. Mm. If I ever say I want to be the best gospel artist, they're going to say he in his pride, he in his feelings. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not doing this to be second. Come on. And I'm not doing this to be third. Come on, guys. I want to be the best at who God called me to be. And yes. for me... For the next seven days, we're going from city to city, standing outside. I stood outside of Walmart Woo! telling people, hey, have you downloaded the project? We were literally in the airport, and he walked up to somebody. was like, hey, how you doing? You like gospel music? Yeah. Let me see your phone. I just pressed download so she yeah. can say no. I'll give you $10 if you want it. So I want, I want to shake up the world. I want, because you know how Billboard works. It'll be the number one album for one week. Yep. Mm -hmm. I want for seven days the whole world to just see one word, and that's impossible. And I believe, man, if we can get this hope into the marketplace, people's life will be changed, set free, and delivered. So I'm excited about it. I keep saying excited because I'm excited. You should and be. I just can't wait to see what he does next, man. Oh, That's man. We go number one. I'm coming back, and I'm doing a freestyle on this show. Yeah! Freestyle. Hey. Freestyle. I'm freestyling. He said that, folks. He said that. <laughs> so I got to ask you, um, are you a hip-hop fan, though? Yes, yes. So who's your favorite artist right now? Or one of your favorite songs, your go-to songs? Just on the turn-up, humble okay. side. Um, well, I'm going to say my favorite artist is, um, I like Corday. Corday like though. I like Corday because Corday to me, man, one, he gets, I'm a, I'm a grassroots guy. He gets it out the mud. His bars are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, and he has a way of speaking to, the, to what's happening. Um, right now, man. So I'm a huge Corday fan. Um, right now, I would say my favorite hip hop song. My favorite hip hop song right now um, would be, and don't judge me, but it's right now I've been on uh, Drake upset because uh, I got some things. I'm just, I'm, really, I'm, I'm upset. That's I'm, upset. One. <laughs> I'm upset. I had to get focused. So, yeah. no, so I love hip hop. I just love, um, and to me, and I just see the God in so much stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, you got these hip-hop rappers who be in their mother's basement, mm -hmm. in a closet, mm -hmm. talking about Bentleys, mm -hmm. cars, and the life they gonna have. Then it happens. Then you got people sitting in a church who's scared to say anything. Mm -hmm. And the Bible clearly says death and life lie in the power of your tongue. You got to speak wow. that thing. So to me, I just love seeing these cats do their thing. And uh, like we in the A, so I just love, I saw, I set up and um, watched a documentary on Lil Baby. Yeah. Man, I can't wait to meet him one day, man. Like to see how he came up yeah. and then not only how he came up, but he brought everybody with him and what mm -hmm. they doing, that quality control and all that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of my goals at one point was to be the first major gospel artist off quality control. Yeah! He was either quality control or OVO. Yes. I was going to be the first one. That's dope. Yeah. So, but man, I wanted to ask if you wanted to work with any of these hip hop artists to get them on one of your albums or you was to link up just for y'all to do a song together yeah. who would it be um so i'm gonna do i'm gonna do my top four my okay. top four of course i would love to do a song with drake that's one of my guys mm -hmm. I, I just love what he does of course i would love to do some uh, anything with quality control mm -hmm. um because we're from the south and i just love i just love how they're getting it out the mud you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying uh i would love to do a song with glorilla Hey, that's hard. Hallelujah. I always see her talk about her grandmother and all that good stuff. She said she told us we had her. She grew up in the church. Yeah, she can't you see me choir. saying, Uno, dos, tres. I'm counting my blessings every time I see. Yeah. Pastor Mike and Glow, really? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I really hope that happens because yeah. that'll really change the game. That'd be crazy. That's and then a, the fourth person I would love to do a record with, and y'all gonna laugh when I say this, I would really love to do a record with Mary J. Blige. Oh, yeah. Whoa, like, that'll be I so would, powerful. I would love to do a record like that. Like, just because, again, all of these people started in the church for the most mm -hmm. part. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw a clip not too long ago where little Baby went back to church. He told everybody, I just want to thank my pastor. So did. You know, so one thing we got to stop doing, and this is why I'm trying my best to break down some stereotypes. Yeah. Um, we got to stop. I hate. I even hate when people say stuff like, well, you got... The, the church world and secular. Mm. You know, they, they secular. Like, no, man, they mm. just gifted. Mm -hmm. And they walking in the lane, man. So that's what I love to do. I appreciate how you're flying the flag for this generation. I receive that. How, how you are, you know, standing in your faith and being a man of God. Yeah. You know, intentionally and unapologetically. unapologetically because yes. I grew up in the church. And like I said, Same. when we open, I don't attend church as much as I should. Yeah. But you can identify with that disconnect of mm -hmm. my generation yeah. like mm -hmm. you would think we would continue to go so with that being said i gotta ask you uh as a young and growing up in a church what was one of your favorite childhood gospel songs that we grew up singing but as you got older you was like that's what that i've been singing yeah i think um uh, i think um i think for me it would be uh it's the hymn. Like, so, of course, you can go Fred Hammond bless or mm -hmm. you can go Kurt melodies from heaven yeah. um but what's been on me What's been on me a whole lot that I think if we really understood what we were singing, it would convict every pastor and bishop, deacon across the world. We used to sing this song that says, to serve this present age, our calling to fulfill. But yet so many in the church are stuck on yesterday. Yeah. And so when we sing to serve this present age, that means we have to somewhat be all things to all people. You know, so man, and so for me, I miss those days when we had the hymns. You know, yes, yes. Like, you know what I'm saying. Everybody yes. open up y'all hey, books. Charles. Hey, we call it Hey Charles. Hey Charles. <laughs> but man, hey Charles, we man, said Hey Charles. I thought it was Charles. I, I thought, thought I, Charles had hits, boy. Hey, come on, but it, hey Charles. Come on. I was like, man, hey, yeah. <laughs> but again, I think those were the songs because again, I love even the stuff I make big. I got it amazing. When life get thick, I ain't sure I play that. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you play what you knew had power. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So for me, uh, though the storms keep on raging in my life. So for me, it was those type songs that kind of got me through that thing. Uh, but yeah, man, if I had to go back, I, I would love. I'm, at, at some point, I'm going to sit down and do a, church, a gospel choir album. Yeah. Because I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, you know, you choir know. music. Uh, every year the quartet conference came to Birmingham. Mm. So I was raised in a whole lot of that stuff. So it's just, it's good feel good music to me, yeah. man. Wow. Yeah. So if you could go back in time and talk to young Mike Jr., what advice would you give him? <clears throat> I would tell young Mike Jr. it's okay to be you. I feel like I lost, um, of course, I, you have to preface stuff now where they begin sound bites. Mm -hmm. Everything is in God's will, but I feel like I lost this, I lost myself for a season trying to be other people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can remember I'm 27 years old, our church is exploding, and I never forget somebody walked up to me and was like, well, people will never come to your church because you're young, you need to look older. So I'm 27 with three-piece suit trying to like, get glass. I got the fake glasses <laughs> with no prescription. <laughs> Oh, no prescription in them at all. I got the glasses on. God bless your friends. I'm so <laughs> The glasses you know make you smarter. Make you smarter. Maybe I think I'm smart if I wear the glasses. I'm going to say it wasn't until probably five years ago I found myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, and if I could go back and tell young PMJ, I would just tell him stay consistent, man. Stay consistent. Trust God. Trust the process. And don't rush nothing. Because mm. I can remember I can remember my younger days and somebody told me six months. No, we ain't got six months. 
Now I sit back like six months, I can do that. That, that that'll go by like that. Yeah. You know, so man, I thought I lost I feel like I lost a lot and wasted a lot trying to keep up with a crowd. You gotta think about it. I'm 27 years old at the time. It's six or seven thousand people coming to my church and nobody's inviting me to preach anywhere. I can remember sitting at home being like, well, why is <clears throat> nobody inviting me? Mm. You right. know, but again, I think God used that time to kind of kind of get my motives right, to make mm. sure you're not chasing the fame and chasing platforms. So I would tell him to just woosah, Kim. Woosah, woosah. It's all going to come it's in relaxed. due time. Yep. For sure. What was your first viral clip that went up for you? You was like, what? Like you wake up and it's viral. Yeah, I think the first viral clip for me was 2 Chains posted it. So wow. I, I preached. I was talking about this is going to be your year to be blessed and God's opening doors. Then out of nowhere, I said, you going to, I said, I ain't from the church. You're going to shout pulled up in a phantom. Yeah. <laughs> so much blunting in my pocket. <laughs> kind of hard to keep my pants up. I looked up the next day and 2 chains posted. That's what I'm talking about, Pastor. I was like, oh, I'm famous. <laughs> I'm famous. I'm the streets pastor. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the first thing, yeah. Man, out of all the contacts in your phone, I, I know a lot of times, you know, we have to protect our peace and be mindful. Mm -hmm. Who's somebody that you can give a call to just to be vulnerable and transparent with in a judgment-free zone? Outside of my mother and my father, what a friend I have in Cleveland. Mm. His name Cleveland. is Dr. R.A. Vernon, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, word, Shout out to the word, word church. church. So for me, man, Dr. R.A. Vernon, so you got to keep in mind, I'm 25 years old. My church is exploding, right? I get a phone call from a block number. It's a true story. I answer the phone. I say, hello. He says, this Michael? I say, yes, sir. He says, my name is um, Ari Vernon. I say, yes, sir. He said, somebody brought your clips to me and I saw you preaching. I say, yes, sir. He said, I'm going to ask you a question. I say, yes, sir. And he just start asking me these very series of hard questions. And for some reason, something in me said, don't lie to this man. Mm. I told him, I said, man, I got issues, bro. I got, I, I, mm -hmm. I, I still cuss. I still, I, I, I was honest with him. And he said, all right, now that you were honest with me, I'm going to tell you what I heard the Lord say. He said, I want you to come to Cleveland. I said, you're going to stay at the house. And for the next three days, all we're going to do is pray. He said, because God told me your life will never be the same. And I was like, whoa. And show him, I got to his house. And for three days, man, all we did was just talk about life. We talked about God, talked about family. We would pray. He would get up at 5 a.m., ask me to get up with him. You know, I was lying about my prayer life then. You know, I, I prayed, like, before I ate. He prayed, prayed. You know, right. I was, he was like, man, do you pray often? I was like, yeah, yeah, I pray. You know, I'm a prayer. I'm a prayer. Yeah. And then he said, 5 o'clock, I'll see you. 5 o'clock, we up in the prayer just praying. And literally, he looked at me. He was like, man, the Lord told me to tell you, your life has never been the same after this weekend. And I probably had 25 members that weekend. The next Sunday, I don't know where these people came from. We had like 75 people show up, 40 join. And every Sunday after that, it was like 50 people join, 60 people join, 120 wow. people join. And um, so for me, that's who I celebrate with. You know, he'll call, like tonight, he probably gonna call, all right, go ahead and celebrate. I'm like, hey, 2,000 people showed up in Houston. A lady had a shirt with my picture on it. Yeah. She was like, I'm my favorite. I sold 1,900 CDs out the trunk. Yeah, no, and he right. was like, come on, keep going. I just don't incognito. It was a lady there. She said she was from Cleveland. Yeah. She knew you. <laughs> anyway, all right, come on, get it out. Okay, that's it. Because right, again, if you don't have that outlet, you'll end up with somebody or talking to somebody you shouldn't be talking to. You know, so man, that's, that's my guy, man. That's who I win with. That's who I lose with. That's who kind of keep me. Keep me grounded. What about we got the Cleveland connection? Yes, on spirituality Vernon is that one in the city, okay? Mm -hmm. His name rings bells yeah, everywhere does. you yep, go. Absolutely. So that's a beautiful thing yep. that you have that relationship. Yeah. 
I'm Possible is available now on all digital streaming platforms. Make sure you download that. Uh, Pastor Mike Jr., I don't know if you know, but you can't get rid of me, dog. Hey, it's man, over Same me. way. That's it both ways. Man. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> you still official Posted on the Corner alumni. This is our first pastor. Come on now. Can I drop a word with him? Please come do. On. Listen, there's a word that should come to mind and make you smile. It's called incognito. Incognito means I'm able to be in a room, but not in a room. It means I'm able to move, but people may not detect me. And if somebody listening to me right now, you're frustrated because you're asking for popularity, but you don't know how to manage the seasons of being incognito. Incognito does not mean I don't have it. It means I don't have to flaunt it. It means I am who I am and I'm comfortable in my own skin. So every time you tune on to Incognito, you're not just listening to music. You're not just vibing with your favorite people. What you're saying is that I'm going to be the person in my family who can win and remain humble. Win and not be over the top. Win and just remain who I am. Don't let anybody rush you. It's a generation of people who are rising who are going to be blessed and still know how to be Incognito. I know that's right. Let's, I was gonna ask brother pray, right? <laughs> but you see how favorite fans that's what you got to do. You turn off the lights, he's still gonna shine, bro. Come on, I wish you could talk to my wife. I might go home after this. I don't know. Ask my junior, can't turn my studio. Oh, my God. Hey, that's cold. Appreciate you, brother. I love you, brother. Thank you, Rita. It's the new and making noise podcast. We incognito, DJ misses in A plus.